Constructing your life is about much more than just building a bank account. Each week, join real estate entrepreneur and mindset coach Austin Linney as he interviews guests who are constructing their dream lives and impacting the world around them on a daily basis. If you're an entrepreneur or wanting to start a business, or you just want to hear motivating stories of how others have overcome the odds, you are in the right place. And now for your host, Austin Linney. Guys, welcome back to Construct Your Life. This is Austin Linney here, and I swear she's not nervous at all. You know, it's okay, though, because I can't tell you, I bet it has to be 50 to 60. I've been their first podcast. So, well, way to throw me out there. <laughs> well, you know, I gotta, you know, I gotta, I gotta dig in there just a little bit more. But I have, guys, this, this woman, this, this, this beautiful soul. This amazing human, uh, Miss Miss Al. Well, I just call her Alex. That's because she's she's my friend. But we have the pleasure of having Alex here. How are you doing? I'm doing amazing. How are you? I'm doing good. So she's joining us from Puerto Rico. Uh, so many many things to talk about who she is to me and who she is to our company. But she's our marketing director, among many other things. Uh, but more importantly, it is, I'm recording this July 12th. It has basically been six months since we hooked up four months. Yeah. yeah. Six months, four basically months. six months. So what I want to talk about is who were you a year ago? We'll just kind of work through this stuff. Okay. Wow. I was a very different person last year. And the year before that too, um, I I was working at a job where I was completely and utterly miserable. Not because I hated the job itself; I actually liked the job um, in a in a sense, knowing it's a job. Um, but you know, I actually excelled at it, and it was more towards the life-sucking thing of just going nowhere, being stuck in that circle that it doesn't matter everything that I thought I was doing for, that I was doing back then, um, it wasn't getting me anywhere. And I felt so stuck all the time. And that just took me down a horrible road of depression, of like losing my identity, um, not really understanding where I needed to be versus where I was at. And, and basically, I guess the, the best word that can describe my last year was stuck. Like I was so stuck and and that can mean so many things, not only just the job, but like mentally. Um, I had just done the 75 hard program at the beginning of the year. And while that went awesome, once I ended it and I went back to the same person that I was, I went back to the circle. And then it was an even worse feeling knowing that I was so stuck that I couldn't get myself to go back to where I was. And it was, it was like a complete mental horribleness that was last year. And so you, you reached out to me towards the end of the last year. Um, 
and you, you know, you, you've always had an interest with Airbnb, you know, uh, you know, money was tight, obviously. Um, what made you just say, fuck it, I'm going to figure out a way to pay to get, you know, in this Airbnb group, like what, what, you know, a lot of people are stuck, right. That, that I feel that stuckness, but a lot of people don't invest in themselves or give themselves the opportunity to get out. Like what got you to the point where you finally said, I'm going to, I'm going to reach out for some help because you are by nature. And I'm guys, just so we're clear, I know her very well. So when I say this stuff, you are stubborn as, as hell. So, so <laughs> what? <laughs> and a recovering perfectionist. So, uh, so, so, so what made you get to the point where you finally able to, to reach out for help? Um, well, I had a lot of days that ended up in tears. Um, not a lot of people know that it was mostly myself and the shower. And, um, there was this longing burning desire in inside of me that it didn't matter what I did I could be in universal in my favorite ride going off the coaster and yet I am still thinking like what the heck I'm doing with my life you know like it was like this this it doesn't matter where I was what I was doing it's it was this something inside me always you know wanted me to make this this change. Like, like I knew that where I was is not where I was meant to be. And I just got to a point where I just, you know, my husband, we had flop this year, we flopped roles last year. We had them flop the other way. And he started working in health insurance and I was like, okay, all right, I'll stay working. You know, I'll, I'll be the worker. I'll be the employee and you go out and do your venture. And it didn't quite work out as we thought it would. And that's where financially we were at a horrible, like we were more was coming out than was coming in. I was the sole breadwinner. Um, and at my job, it was like, they were overwhelming me with tasks that were just not realistic. And that just got me to a point where I was financially constrained, but yet I was working my ass off because I got a promotion, you know, like it wasn't because I was doing a bad job. You know, I got a promotion and at the end of the year. They were like, when I, when I actually decided to quit my job, it was one of the most hard decisions I have ever made in my entire life because it wasn't just the job. It was the security. Like, like I was saying, I was the sole breadwinner of the household. So by me leaving the job and going in entrepreneurship, there is nobody coming in right now. Like, obviously I had the conversation with my husband, like some roles have to be changed now because, you know, I have this burning passion, desire inside of, of doing something. And so I started knocking on doors. That, that was my, my, I had two mottos last year. It was, um, you can't expect to get a change doing the same thing every day. There's no way. There's no way you can keep doing the same thing and accept different results. That's what Einstein said. It's for the crazy people. So I was in this job 
for three going on four years doing the same thing. And guess what? Nothing changed at all. And so that was life, which has got me last year. Like there is nothing that I can keep doing on here. That's going to change my lifestyle. That's going to, that's going to, it's going to pivot, you know, that's going to move the needle any, any longer. Like I had reached the ceiling where I was at. So, so that was pretty much it. It was just being fed up at the end of the day with what I was living and the situation that I was at. And we had invested. It wasn't like we weren't investing. We had gone to a Grand Cardone event in summer for my husband and and I were like, we both went, we had, we went to Miami, we stayed at a hotel, you know, like we did the whole shebang, you know, and it was almost like 1500 or two grand just in that pop. And then I went to some other events, you know, like it was, that was me in desperation of trying to just get out there. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the year, when I reached out to you, like, what are you doing? <laughs> because I was out five grand from trying to go and meet all these people and going in all of these directions. And I was just, I need to focus on something that I know I might be good at, that's going to make me profitable, et cetera. That was where my head was at. So anything that would get me there, that was my focus. And so, and, and so I just said, what are you doing? Take my money, (laughs) please. (laughs) And so you, you, I try not to talk about this too much because I don't, I don't want to turn people off, but I get these feelings in my heart and and in my body that says, you need to, you need to stay here. You need to dig in deeper. And when you signed up for, for group coaching, uh, something inside of me said, no, she needs dedicated one-on-one you know, stuff. And so, you know, great news is, is I run my business. So I get to control, you know, uh, who, who I do what with and, and everything. And something inside of me told me, uh, no, it told me you need to, you need to, you need to invest in this woman. Um, you know, this is the simplest way I could put it. There's, I'm looking at you right now and you're speaking and I'm thinking to myself, you are the most beautiful, powerful woman I've ever met. I'm looking at you right now and I don't even know who that person was in January. (laughs) But what's crazy to me, you ready for it? You ready for it? Mm -hmm. What's crazy to me is the person I see right now is what I saw in you in January, but you physically weren't there. Like this Mm -hmm. person was hiding inside of you. And the person I see now, the one that questioned herself, didn't work out, was upset, was just lost. I knew the warrior was down there and I'm staring right at her right now. And it's like, my soul is like so happy that it's happened this quick. And so the question is, 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 is it very simple. And I know we're, you're still learning every day, but what is it that I did? I'm, I'm merely like, just as curious, what is it that I did that started the transition for you that allowed yourself to kind of become who you've become in the last six months? I, I'm, I'm, overall curious so it's funny because i was actually talking to a family member i don't remember who it was um this recently and we were talking about you and i was like well i'm gonna be honest 
at, at the very beginning, I really quite didn't understand what we were doing. You know, we were meeting, but at the end of the meetings, I was like, I spent like an hour talking. Like, why did, why didn't I just like shut up and have him talk? He's a professional. He's the one that has to help me. I was just blab, blabbered for an hour. That that's my thought process. Like, obviously you, you, you spoke, but it was, so simple and to the point and hit right where you needed to and ask just the right questions that, you know, at that point and that at that moment, I thought I was just blabbing, you know, I was just like talking and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> but now, you know, when I was talking, I think it was with my mom um, and I was telling her like, at the beginning, I, I quite didn't understand the impact that he was having in my life just because I was so in it. And I didn't see that I was getting much out of it, but literally your superpower, which is the one that you just said is talking to me as if I were this person where I was not at all in January, but, you know, just reminding me, I guess, of who I am and who I need to be is what actually, you know, like you spoke it into life by attracting that person out of me. So literally when I said for four months earlier, it's yesterday, my nephew was born the, my last day. Like it's, it's almost like the universe. It's, it's so beautiful. Like my last day at my job, I got the call from my sister, my water broke. And so my nephew is literally the growth of my success. I told that to my husband, my husband yesterday. And he was four months yesterday. And I looked at little Seba and I was like, that's me in business. Like I, I like in entrepreneurship, like he is my, my measure. <laughs> and it, it, you know, it, it was amazing when I thought of it yesterday and, and like our conversation and it was like, it's been four months that I left the office, like my old office, like, you know, my old job, it's been four months and we have started a company. Um, I'm, I'm, you know, meeting with multiple employees. I am delegating, I am training, I am like doing a whole bunch of stuff. It's, it's truly amazing. And, and, and honestly, I could have not done it without you. So, uh, so guys, I promise, I promise we won't cry <laughs> on this episode, but I want, but I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to find it because I want to, I want to read it. I want to read the, the, the best message I've ever seen in my entire life. So we have a, a group because um, Alex owns a company. Uh, she owns a mar our marketing company. So she CEO and we have, uh, uh, we have a company that Alex owns in that company. We have, um, they get CEO trained, right? And so she writes this uh, message and give me a second because it's going to be a minute to find it. But it's it's one of those things, guys, when you and, and I think that's what uh, I think that's what people don't understand is when you're in alignment. Conrad and I were talking about this tonight. It just happens so quick when you're in alignment. So so she writes this and I apologize if it's going to make you cry, but it needs to be said. So we were just talking about how much we appreciate all the CEOs. And it said, you have no idea how much I wish for something like this to happen. I remember three or four years ago when I just moved to Florida. And I remember the one day 
when I was just crying and sobbing in the parking lot of my job. So depressed, out of place. All I remember is longing for a mentor, someone to take me under their wing for a group of people that would help me build each other rather than knock themselves down. To live a life of meaning, not just surviving and getting by, and remember thinking and feeling it was so impossible and so far away. But I kept this insatiable desire for looking for more on the way out of average. Somehow deep inside me, I knew there was more. Then fast forward four years later from that moment, I was reading Conrad's email yesterday and it just took me to a whole new level of gratitude. Understanding that life will give you what you want, but only if you dare to chase it. So I just wanted to share to let you know I've been waiting for this moment my entire life and I'm so fucking ready. Mm -hmm. Hell fucking yeah. (laughs) I I actually remember that day like it's it's if it was yesterday, I remember the parking lot. I remember my tears and I remember the longing inside. Like it is, it's even in, like, I don't, I don't even know how to describe it. Like it, it's something just so powerful inside of you. And just with my vision board, just, you know, you get taught all of these things, but I've actually learned the power of, of just doing it and, and seeing what happens. It's, it's actually quite magical. Like I did my, my vision board in 2020 and I said in 2022 that I wanted to get a team. I wanted to start wealth creation. I wanted to get deals. Not the year before, because I understood my last year I was, I wanted to get promoted, you know, like it was, it's amazing because it's in another room. Like, it's not like I actually see it every day but just speaking it into life and chasing it daring to chase it how I said in the message has been has been my life-changing experience pretty much I love it and you know we're going to shift gears a little bit because you know you and your husband you know we talked about this at length y'all made an extremely difficult decision for you um, to to leave Florida and move back to Puerto Rico to, you know, kind of get your feet back underneath you. Uh, I'm interested to hear, as we've not spoken about it much, that was a real hard decision for you. You felt like you were moving backwards in life. Where are you sitting with that decision right now? Oh, my God. It's like the best decision ever. <laughs> I, it's, man, I'm, I'm actually very glad you asked that question because I knew when I signed my last lease contract at the apartment in Florida, I said, this is the last time I'm going to sign this contract. I am not fucking renewing next year. So when time came next year and we had no plans still, I was like, hell no. Like we are not renewing this contract. I want like, no, I'm not staying here. I'm not doing this for another year. Um, like, cause that meant staying at the job, like, you know, stagnant, stuck. So I was like, no. And um, we were in this decision and we were actually, our plan A was to move to Kentucky, to Radcliffe, Kentucky. And anybody who knows me looks at me and says, you're going to where? <laughs> and I'm like, well, yeah, I had family there and they were kind of getting started on real estate. and." 
you know, I was like, well, you know, I can maybe go there. So it was, it was so many months. It was actually November, December, January, and my lease contract ended February. So like by February, we, we had to decide where the heck we were going to go. And I will tell you at the beginning of February, we still did not know where we were going to (laughs) go. I knew I, I, I was not going to be in the apartment because I had given my notice, but we were still in the back and forth. Well, long story short, we made the decision. We were like, no, we're not going to go to Kentucky. Um, We're going to go to Puerto Rico. We had a family. I'm thankful for family. What would we be without them? Um, They were able to let us stay at a house rent-free. Um, we're just paying like utilities, expenses, and all the other stuff, you know, maintenance house. And so that was a huge plus, obviously, for us to come over here. And not only that, you know, I have family here and it's it's home at the end of the day. But I had always said I was not coming back until I was going to retire. Like I was not going to come back to work here. I will never work. Well, I'm very sorry to say it's just the 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 working class here is it's it's hard. It's really, really hard for you to have a decent lifestyle. If not, you're gonna be in this survival mode that it's that's what I'm trying to run away from, basically. Mm-hmm. So um it was a lot of mixed feelings because while we knew it was a smart decision, it felt, and that's where feelings come in. Um, it felt like as if we were going backwards, like as if, you know, we didn't complete or fulfill or do what we had proposed ourselves to do to come back. So there was a lot of mixed feelings like, do we really want to do that? Do we really want to go back? We have like no job security. Um, we've already built something here in Orlando. And I will tell you this. I did not tell you this, but I'm going to tell you now. I had given my notice in my job when my last two weeks were, when it was down to my last two weeks, the, the second to last week, I had a conversation with Ben and we had shipped our moving boxes, but my car was still there. And I had the conversation and I told him, we're still on time. We still have not left the state. I can go get my job back. You know, like I told them, like, I can tell them, you know, they obviously don't want to lose me. So I obvi- I know that if I just tell them, hey, never mind, you know, whatever, everything's going to be fine. And because they were at the same time, how you see how life works. At the same time, they were trying to make him supervisor at his department at the Hilton, at the hotel where he worked at. So we were kind of like, it was, if you, if you think about it, we were like getting, trying to get sucked back in, um, to where we were. And it was so hard to let go. Literally. I I was at that place a week from leaving and I got just bombarded with all of this insecurity and doubtfulness. And, and, and literally I told him, the car's still here. Like we don't have to ship, you know, like all we have to do is go rent another apartment, ship the the boxes back and it'll be like nothing happened. And then we, we said, we're going to sleep on it. So the last week started 
And the last week, because also at work, everything started to get better, supposedly, you know, stuff in the office started to get into more cohesiveness, whatever. So I was like, now I'm going to leave. Like everything's now working fine. So in the, that's why I say everything was kind of pulling us back. So at the very last week, everything went to shit again. Like at the office, it was like another fucking day, you know, like same old, same old. And I just looked at every, you know, like I had those moments where you see yourself from, from the top. And I just looked at the situation and what I was saying and the conversation I had with my husband and everything. And I was like, what am I thinking? Like, uh, no, we're going to leave. Like we made a decision. We're going to stick to it. Like for the first time it was like, even though it's scaring us shitless because we have no idea what we're going to do, because at the same time, I need everybody to understand that I had only known Austin for a couple months. And, you know, like we're talking about all these dreams and visions and everything. And it's like, yeah, that's great. But I'm a reality person, you know, like I'm always like, what's the real deal? And it was hard to believe that that was all going to really happen, you know? And so that thought process about making that leap and quitting and actually leaving the job security, going back home, you know, and figuring stuff out. It was, it was very, very daunting. I am not going to lie. And I will say it is one of the best decisions I have made in my entire life. I don't know where we, I mean, I know exactly where I would be if I wouldn't have made it. So I think that's actually the sad, the positive thing of it that if I would have made the jump, I know exactly where I would be right now. My miserable self stuck in an apartment. And then, and then, so you move and then we, you know, we make you CEO of an entire company (laughs) and now you're doing things that you've never done before and you're managing people, you know, um, for everybody out there who, you know, what I find is the million people I've coached, the number one issue I have to work with people is to pull them out of the employee mentality and, and to be the boss. And, and so, you know, talk about kind of your journey to understanding yourself, not beating yourself up, you know, uh, trusting people like that would be, you know, amazing insight to help people out. Yeah, that, that has been probably one of the most difficult things of this process because at my previous job and at all my previous jobs and I guess who I am as a person I describe myself as the catcher I was always catching shit catching shit that pretty much everybody else missed so that meant that I was always putting extra pressure on myself because it wasn't only what I had to do but what you had to do, what you had to do, what you had to do. So transitioning to not being the person that actually does it and being the person that gets to delegate it and make sure that it goes um, through the process without me having to touch it 
has been and is one of the hardest things that I am dealing with. And so it, it really does take a different kind of mentality and thought process behind it. So obviously the coaching, the books, the, the support, the, the team, you know, being amongst peers that are also going through it and, and you know, trying to understand the change as well come because we all are coming from that employee mentality um, has been super, super helpful. And, um, you know, it's a struggle because as you said, I'm a recovering perfectionist (laughs) and, you know, it's, it's, it's just the horrible mentality that, oh, I can do it. You know, that's because I didn't do it or that's because I wasn't there or that's because that is like a poisonous apple that is, that, you know, will eat through your entire company processes and everything. Because now I'm understanding it's all about building the machine. It's all about making sure you have the right people in the right seats, making sure you have built out a process that you can step away from and it can all work and flow without you understanding that that is what being a business owner is all about, not creating just another, you know, job for yourself, basically, which was where I was before. Like I started a food truck. I started an Amazon business. Like I started a whole bunch of stuff that really much went nowhere because I was creating a job for myself instead of creating an actual business. And I obviously have you guys to thank for that. Well, you know, it's, it's interesting, right? Because, uh, this guy that I follow very successful, many businesses, seven or eight, he talks about when he started a team and he, he had a whole team. He, he, he hired them. He fired them. He had a whole team. He hired him. He fired him. And then he gets to the third one and he's like, wait, maybe it's not them. Maybe it's us. And he said something that blew my mind. He said, in order for me to truly create an empire and build businesses and people, I have to learn how to be okay with failure, meaning them doing something that's not up to the way that I would and still inspire them, but not tear them down. Because if I take away their creativity, then what's the point of them even being in the job, period. And so what's interesting, and I don't need to give you away all my secrets. (laughs) <laughs> but sometimes, sometimes in life, I set people up to see how they're going to handle it. I, I could easily step in and do the thing. Conrad said it perfectly. Where we are in our career, Chase, I, and Conrad, is we're building wealth. Wealth in people, wealth in businesses, wealth in everything. So in order to do that, our ego and our spotlight have to take a backseat. And the people that have to be pushed forward are our project managers, our CEOs, our clients. This is the true last level of transition mm-hmm. to holy shit. And in my 20s, I wanted everybody to know that I was the guy and I did this and everything like that. And now it's like, I don't need anybody to know what I do because now I know what I do. And I know that mm-hmm. it shows up in my people. And what's wild to me, and uh, I don't, I don't, think I shared it with you and I told Conrad this morning Ray um, messaged me 
Saturday. She moved to a new place. And she said, my kids came up to me and they said, thank you, mom, for giving us a very nice, clean, safe place to live. And she said, Austin, this is because of you. And too many times we're focused on the dollar or what it means when all we truly need as human beings are just a safe place to live. And that can be in work. That could be at home. And for us to provide that, I'll be honest with you, there's really nothing that compares. Yeah, I agree 100%. That's amazing. And that being said, you know, we uh, we have put a lot on your plate as, as marketing and social media is kind of the front spear, right? Um, what I've been so happy about is that uh, we kind of, you know, you kind of sink or swim, you figured it out, you've gotten better every day. But what we talked about on the company podcast this morning, Conrad and I, is can you, and, and, and one of my clients who followed us around this week just, to, just lived it for 72 hours and like that was his biggest takeaway from the week. Can you please try to explain to people the speed at which we operate and how it's just like almost intoxicating sometimes and you don't really have a choice. Of course. Well, I can uh, definitely give you a perfect example because when everything started with your call, like, hey, Alex, I know we said it was going to be a couple months, but there's too much going on. I need you right now. Can you like do stuff? And there was like, Sure, of course. I'm I'm here. You know, I just moved here. I have no idea what I'm going to be doing. So of course. And that, of course, I had no idea what I was signing up to. And everything happening at once, it was like, I the best way that I could think about it metaphorically in my brain, because I'm a very visual person, was in my normal life and everybody that I know around me in my normal average life, um, you know, would get things done in a month or two. Okay. I'm going to open a company. All right. Maybe I'll do that next year. Maybe I'll work up the business plan for a couple months. And then in, in, at the end of the year, you know, so I'm used to that. And that's where, that's what I'm used to. So when Austin is talking and he's like, yeah, we're going to open up a company. We're going to do this. We're going to do this. Me, Alexandra, I am thinking, okay, so probably 2023, we're going to start getting ramped up. Hence the call. Hey, (laughs) are you on board? This is all starting right now. So metaphorically in my brain, I was like, with all these average people, I'm in a normal train, you know, like in a normal subway you know like just a regular you make the stops everybody gets in gets out you're like enjoying the ride but being with Austin and the team and what we've done in the last couple of months and weeks has been like being in a freaking high full speed throttle train roller coaster like going like like not even not even stopping like it's every time you know I don't know if you go to roller coasters, but they now have like the accelerator in them. Like you're already going fast, but then you go even faster. 
that's how that's felt. Every time I get a call from Austin or I got a text, it's like, what's, what's new today? <laughs> what's new today? What, you know, what other property or what other client? And, and I, I have to say, it's crazy. And I tell my husband, like, he sees me and uh, he sees me like, all, like just all over the place. And he's like, are you okay? And I'm like, I'm like, I would tell him I'm, and I'm being honest. I would tell him like, I'm stressed. I'm overwhelmed, but I love it. hundred <laughs> mm-hmm. percent. It's, it's, it's one of those things where, um, there's a book I read called blitz scaling and this guy created Priceline. And basically what he's saying is if you study the Facebooks, the, the bigger companies, the Twitters, if, you know, when they started, they said, here's what we're going to do. We're going to, we're literally going to break our backs for six months and not care about the rules. Then we're going to step back. We're going to reassess. And then we're going to go again. And basically what he's saying is you don't allow your competition to catch up with you. And it's very simple. I told a client this morning, if you look at there, all the information's free now on YouTube. Everybody does everything. It's super easy. So you really don't have any other thing to beat other people out on except speed. Mm-hmm. Except speed to client, speed to market. And so the, the basic, and it's the same thing we shared on the podcast this morning too. When you are aligned in your values, your vision, and your, and your uh, values, your vision, and who you are and who you're doing business with, it's amazing how quick you can move and, and how, uh, how much you can speed up. But, but what's interesting to me is, and I think this is, I really believe, and I'll write a book just on this subject alone, uh, because I think it's the most important one. When you can create a business culture, when Alex or Rebecca or, 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 or Maria can speak for me, and I don't have to make every decision, game changer. And Conrad and I were talking, project manager, we don't like the term. We're going to change that name too. I haven't decided. But but understanding we have a project manager in the real estate space that does the flips for us in designing. And this, this job is like the single most important thing in the world to, to me. And when you can really dial those in and you have great project managers, man, you can really create something um, that's super amazing. And then, you know, to finish us off here, um, I'm just curious because I, I think this is the first time you've worked with them. Um, you know, we call them dream weavers. We don't even call them virtual assistants. You know, talk about, just talk about what you've learned that you didn't know a couple months ago and, and just talk about what it's meant to you to, to see these people uh, support you and help you out. Yeah, it's, it's been truly amazing um, because a lot of the time the term gets so undervalued and getting the chance to work with these amazing ladies at first. And now we just recently had a, a one of the guys join and he was like, is this an all ladies team? And I'm like, no, <laughs> it's just it happened to be a lot of boss ladies. Um, but um, it's been it's been truly amazing seeing how professional they are and and how willing to work they are, because a lot of the times we're used to our culture and we're used to how we're used to working. So it's been refreshing to getting to know a different culture and a different way that they work, you know, like they're all about freaking horsepower. Like 
I honestly, one of, one of my superpowers and one of the stuff that I always said is like, I set the bar super high. Like for you to pass me on my work, you know, like that, I always set myself up like, I want to be the best of the best. If this is the room, I want to be the best of the best. So being able to be bested by what you, the people that you're training, you know, like I, I shared the other day with you, Austin, like one of the girls, obviously, you know, they're, they're, they're workers. So you basically have to just instruct them where you want them to go and they'll follow through. So it's really, really drilling down how you want it to work and making taking it as a leverage for you so one of the girls um she is the rock star of the rock stars maria um you know we had been struggling on getting some some marketing material out and with some of the other girls you have to go a little bit into detail with them but that's what i'm saying they get so undervalued because by me literally just going in and making the updates behind them and, sh- and you know, just this is the different stuff that we have to do. They were able to readjust, reassess, and then everything that they started doing moving forward was exactly the way that we needed them. And that to me, being able to get that pressure off of myself, like again, like I have to be in the middle and have to come in and do something, being able to just watch it happen from afar has been a sensation, you know, of just being so proud and knowing of all the possibilities and potential that these ladies have and, and for the company. So it's, it's and been I, amazing. And I, think, and I think one of the hardest things that they don't talk about, and I see it every day, is by you transitioning out to more of a CEO role and an overseer, that you then have to readjust your own identity on what work looks like to you and to not feel inadequate. You're not providing value. And that's Mm -hmm. the hardest thing. You know, the joke is the better you get at cooking, the farther away you get from the kitchen. (laughs) That's true. Wow. Wow. That's very true. So the thing that you love that you associated with work now has to transition into something else. And now you have to be comfortable in that new identity. Yeah. And and also piggybacking off of that is being truly confident in yourself and understanding, you know, that's happened before where it's like you're training somebody, but then if they start getting better at you, which is what happened at my last job, the lady that actually got me in, I got better than her. And so it eventually she left and I got her position. And that's what, that's what usually happens. Like you, you're always, um, what's the word, um, you know, scared or, or just that this person is going to come and and take it away from you or whatever. And it's, it's flopping that around and understanding that you want them to grow more than you like you're teaching them so they can grow and at some point outgrow me so that has been truly awesome that's why I was so proud with the, uh with uh Maria because you know being able to see them grow and flourish and having them get better like she told me that she loved working with me because 
I was um, making her better because I like I would keep her at her toes and I would um, I'm making her better at, her, at what she's doing every day. And that that was like, like, that's why we're here, I'm you good. know, like, you know, yeah. like, yeah, I can get better. I can learn. Of course, that's, you know, you always want to improve on yourself, but actually being able to pass that forward and have a community and having people learn and grow with you has been a total game changer. Well, my, one of my favorite quotes is you're not actually a true leader until you lead, till you teach leaders to be leaders. Mm-hmm. I mean, until they teach somebody, right? So I love this episode. You're, you're one of my favorite. By the way, we have not met in person still. I was just thinking about yeah. that. And so are we fine? We're fine. Are you coming to Denver? We're finally going to meet. And then like a month. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it. I'm so excited. Well, thank you so much. You're an amazing person. This is an amazing episode. I can't wait to share it with the team. And uh, if people want to follow you, they want to hear about what you've got going on, how would they do that? They can look for me in social media. I am on Instagram, A-L-E-D-E-T-U, or you can send me an email. I am pretty good with my emails. It's A-L-E-M-A-R-I-E-T-U at gmail.com. It'll be on the show notes. Wonderful. Guys, if you like this episode, send it to a friend and we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to Construct Your Life with Austin Lenny. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to rate, review, subscribe, and pay it forward by sharing with a friend. Most importantly, take this opportunity to start constructing your life by taking immediate action on what you learned. For show notes, resources, and more information on one-on-one coaching with Austin, visit constructyourlifepodcast.com.